When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That's right. Welcome in. Welcome back, folks, to a three huge changes coming to Notre Dame football for the 2024 season and what they mean. Edition of the Always Irish Show. As always, thank you for being here. You can find a program on YouTube. Do it. Subscribe if you haven't yet. Appreciate it very much. Give the video a thumbs up. That helps Yanni Boy out as well notifications on that way you alerted every time a new episode drops i know you don't want to miss it twitter search bar always irish rat always irish shake emails always irish andy at gmail.com audio only anywhere you want it you can get it if you don't want to see my face i don't blame you call in lines 312-988-15 you dialed up tell johnny all you've heard and seen instagram facebook always irish shake usa today fighting irish right you don't want to see me Fine. You don't want to hear me? Fine. Go read it. Then you can avoid both if you want. You can't get away from me, though. I'm covering all my angles. Patreon.com slash always Irish. Former Captain Mike Goolsby, leading tackler. By the way, I'm never not going to mention it. You're going to be a captain? What do I always say? If you're a captain, you got to be an emotional leader off the field, and you got to make plays on it. He fits the bill. That's why I like him as my partner. Thanks to everybody that's joined. All right. Welcome in, folks. Feels like just yesterday. Freeman was brand new. Everything felt new. And we were excited to see how Freeman would do on the fly, learning how to be a head coach at Notre Dame under the bright lights and all that. How's it going to go? It feels like that just happened, yet you blink, and we're already into year three. And we all know, Notre Dame fans know, year three as a coach at Notre Dame changes things. History tends, uh, for whatever reason, history tends to be on Notre Dame coaches' side if they're eventually going to get over the up in year three. It's just historically been a good year. For Notre Dame coaches, in some ways it makes sense to me, even though I've been made fun of over the first two years of the Freeman era for saying this, it's kind of true. Year one, especially when you're a brand new head coach, you're just trying to keep your head above water. Feel your way through everything with intuition, get advice where you can, but you it's one of them things where some of it, you got to do it to feel it, to learn it, to be it. And you got to see it. Okay, so year one is keep your head above water. Try and get through the year in one piece. You lose your starting quarterback week two, and you're just scrambling from that. That's year one. What I took crap for was year two. I said year two is the calibration year. You dive in the best you can year one, learn whatever you can. Then that between year one to year two should be a big evaluated period for Freeman to take stock of. Here's how I went into this cold. Here's what I need to adjust now that I've learned more about this. 
So year two is a calibration year with the roster, with how you approach things, all of that. And people didn't want to hear it because it sounded like I was making excuses. But if you think about this flow, year one, getting your feet wet. Year two, you calibrate. And then what? Year three, people, what do you, you start winning? Stop. Also, you don't just have the year three Notre Dame thing. It lining up with the new expanded playoff is just a big deal. It's a big deal. It's a big deal that Notre Dame's evolved. The first time you have this big new party with more invites, I want to be at the party. So it's a big year. So as we think about what's to come in 24, Let's analyze what I think to me are the three big changes coming to the program and how they're going to impact the program and how if they don't, you got a problem. Here's number one, Mike Denbrock. Why is that number one on my list? I'm going to tell you why. Nothing I do is random. You may not agree with my logic, but I always got something rattling around. Nothing I do is random. There's always an angle. I'm very careful not to expose myself in that way. Throwing stuff out there I can't defend or can't rationalize. This is the internet. You can't get away with it. I'm very careful. Mike Denbrock's number one to me. He turned my biggest question mark on the field into something I already trust. John, what do you mean you already trust it? We haven't even seen anything yet from Denbrock in the Notre Dame offense. I don't care. It's going to be better than what we had before. And I know that right now. It's going to be better. The offense is going to be better with Mike Denbrock drawing everything up. It's not a question of if it's going to be better. It's a question of how much better, how fast. You following me? You picking up when I'm dropping down? It isn't. I have no doubt this offense is going to be better. It's how much better. How big is that jump? But the fact that when the season ended and and I'm sitting there thinking, what do I feel good about where it's trending for next year? What am I nervous about? The number one thing that I was worried is going to weigh everything down is Parker in that offense. And you have managed to turn that huge question mark that I did not trust at all, had major doubts about into a positive. You took my biggest negative on the field and turned it into a positive with that one hire. That's not just any guy. That's a guy that loves Notre Dame. He's on his third time back. He has what? 30, 40 years of experience. Just came off of Heisman in the number one scoring offense in America. Chain next to Swamp Thing. It's a heck of a resume. This isn't just any old retread you hired to fill an OC position. This ain't that. This ain't that. And the fact that I know this guy loves Notre Dame and his soul means something to me. It may may not to you. You may not care if somebody doesn't like Notre Dame in their heart, but as long as they coach good and we win, you don't care. I would be happy with that too. This is that and a cherry on top because the guy genuinely loves Notre Dame like you and I do, and I love that. No offense to Parker, but he was in over his head. And it, I, I literally mean that I have no ill will to Gerard Parker at all. He accidentally got the job. He wasn't even the first or second candidate, not even number two, maybe number three. The job fell in his lap. It's not his fault. Administrative issues. That's what we'll chalk it up to. Administrative issues. 
how he got the job. I hold nothing against him. He was dropped in the deep end of the pool with a lead weight in his boots. This could have, end up being the most important hire for Freeman. That defense is cooking. And the offense scores 900 points against Navy and Central <clears throat> and then can't do diddly-poo against any defense with a pulse. Biggest on-field issue Notre Dame had was that one, and I think it might be over. I hope. So Parker was dropped in the deep end with lead boots on. I don't blame him, but you could see the struggle. And whenever you faced a real defense, we had no plan to start and no pivot when the no plan to start didn't work. Awful. Not how Notre Dame should never be in that position. Notre Dame should never be in that position they found themselves in. So this is going to end up being one of the top one or two hires of the Freeman era, in my opinion. We'll get to another one that's on that list of importance, too. Let's get into it right now. Number one's Mikey Denbrock. Welcome back home. I don't know how much better, but it's going to be better. And that is an arrow trending in the right direction. Number two, Lauren Landau. Lauren Landau. Here's the deal. You should all know it, but if you don't, you're going to learn it. There are two pieces of any college football program that if you don't have them where they need to be, you have no chance to win. Zero, none. Mike Ditka, zero. That's your IQ, buddy. Recruiting, strength, and conditioning. Those are the engines that drive a college program. And if you don't have them both operating efficiently and at eye level, you have no chance of winning on the national stage. Forget it. With Bayless, Bailing, last August, they were able to get through with the assistance they had or whatever. And then Freeman had another huge hire to make. Landau's a very interesting choice. Very varied background. From everything from private one-on-one -on -one training academy stuff where you hire him and he works you on your thing, your sport, whatever. All the way up to being the lead trainer of the Denver Broncos of the NFL. That is a vast range of different scenarios he's worked in. I know talking to Goolsby, he likes the fact that Landau's had business stuff on his own and he has that part of his mind and a different way of looking at it than a lot of these Coachy McCoachersons do. So it, it, it's kind of, it felt like Freeman wanted a blend of old school stuff, tried and true, you know, strength and conditioning stuff, but more of it blended with a new age medicine and technological angle, getting us into modern times and all that. So that's what Freeman was looking for is a blend of those. Uh, and Landau fits the bill. Here's the deal with it. It has to work. This has to work. It has to go well. It has to go smooth. You have to see the, the, the results in the bodies and whatever they're trying to do. Plain and simple. It's got to work. This can't fail. This can't not be a good fit. We can't be getting into November and the linemen are 25 pounds less than they were in September which happened multiple years in the Kelly era. And we always wonder, why does it seem like when we get to November, Notre Dame just gets ran over? 
you had guys literally dropping 25 to 30 pounds of weight that were on the offensive and defensive lines throughout the year. That is humiliating. That is an embarrassment. That is an embarrassment. But that happened in a lot of those Kelly year, early Kelly years. And it's a reason we ran out of gas in November and got ran down and worn down. Unacceptable. So this has to work. It cannot not work. It's got to work. It's got to be a good fit. So we're going to see. So far, so good on what they're saying on the winter workouts. Go, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't expect to hear anything bad yet. Let's see how it goes. But it's got to be right. And if it isn't, ooh, baby, Freeman's got problems. Think about how important that is. If you don't have your guys ready to play, it's just not going to matter how good they are if they're physically not in the perfect condition they need to be to compete. Got to get it right. Number three, we're talking about changes for 24. I think Riley Leonard's a big change in 24. Now, I 100% agree, and I feel fans have cooled on the transfer quarterback thing in Notre Dame. The first two we've done did not get Notre Dame over the hump. Let's be honest. Fans wanted and hoped for more out of Hartman than they got, and it wasn't all his fault. I want to be very clear about that. Some of Hartman not getting Notre Dame where we all dreamed is not all his fault. You can parse out blame in a lot of different areas. Parker, wide receiver situation. Some of Hartman just not being elite. Um, At times, the O-line, although I'm not going to blame that like I am the other features. So it isn't all him. But the bottom line is we didn't get out of him what we hoped for, which was a guy that could put the team on his back in a big game moment or where things are going wrong and the breaks are beating the boys and be able to come out of it, put the team on your back and overcome it. Well, that didn't happen and we lost three games and we're in a bowl game nobody cared about. So I totally get why why Notre Dame fans are not having the same hype they did when we got Hartman because they feel like we just did this and we were disappointed. We're going to set the bar a little lower and maybe hope to be pleasantly surprised this time rather than set the bar up here and be disappointed perpetually throughout the year. I shouldn't say throughout the year, from game five on. Games for one through four against the high schools, 46 points a game, Hartman for Eisman. Then we play the teams with real defense and real athletes, nothing. Nothing! Listen, the guy's bigger, and I know there's an ankle concern that we caused, He's way bigger, way more physical. I like that right away. He's a gifted, skilled runner that likes to do it. It's going to be a part of the playbook. And also, he has Denbrock designing everything up. The two things Denbrock does best, I've heard, is find matchups. Like, know how to set things up to find matchups that favor your best guys. And number two, just generally overall as an offense, getting the most output you physically can out of what you got. Those are the compliments I keep hearing about Denbrock. Those are two huge complaints I had last year. It didn't even feel like we were putting our good guys in a position to even succeed with the offensive plan. So with Denbrock designing everything, if the guy stays in one piece, I don't see how this looks much better. The, the idea that he's a legitimate running threat on any play automatically changes the way every defense looks at Notre Dame compared to how they did last year with Hartman. These factors alone 
make me think the offense should be way better. And I didn't even really mention anything about Leonard in the passing game and the wide receivers. Again, that's a group that's going to be better in 24, but it's a it's not a matter of they're going to be better than last year. It's how much. They're going to be better. It's just how big is the jump, right? So when I'm looking at 24, those are the biggest changes that I see. And obviously, Leonard and Denbrock are going to be the stars of the show. Offense, you know, all that, I get it. But don't forget about Landau's role behind the scenes. If those guys aren't ready to hang, you're going to know it late in the year, and it's going to be brutal. Got to get that right. So those are the three changes I have. And then I have one additional one to tack on that is not a change, but it's it's a good thing to have. Chad Bowden coming back, turning down Michigan, coming back with uh, coming back with Freeman. I had Singer on for Blue and Gold last week. Me and Goolsby did. And we asked him about how important Bowden is to all the operations. He said he's very important. And that relationship that Freeman has with Bowden and his team is different and it's working. It's magic right now. Getting that guy to stay is a, a change for 24. They didn't need to happen. So I'm going to credit us that that is, it, keep the machine rolling. That is going as good as I remember it ever going in Notre Dame recruiting wise. I didn't want to mess that up. So these are some big picture things that I'm looking at as, as we turn the calendar into 24 year. Do you agree with my list? Do you disagree with my list? Would you have other things on the list? Let Johnny know 